our only Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Fool! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps a wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in a physical body. It is raised in a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of dust. And as is, as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of man of dust, we also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. The word of the Lord. Sinner 
years to do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good, lend, expect nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure that you get back. The Gospel of the Lord. But to 
today's scriptures are quite clear about where Jesus stands. This year, our lectionary has its reading from Luke's Gospel, a gospel that is consistently rooting for the poor, the outcast, and the stranger. And today's did not disappoint. At first glance, this passage might be interpreted that Jesus wants us to be the doormat, perhaps even allowing people to get away with abuse. It seems to infer that true Christian living is about doing whatever anyone else asks of us, no matter how hard it might be. But I just don't think that is what Jesus is getting at. Instead, Jesus is calling us to be merciful like God is merciful, to be the living embodiment of mercy. He's asking us to act as if each and every person is the very indwelling of God, because they are. Each of you is beautiful, not because of the designer clothes you have or because you smell nice, but simply because you are God's beloved child. You are likable not because of the degrees that you have earned, or the vacation home that you have, or the fancy car that you own. You are beautiful because you are God's beloved child. Now, with that said, if anyone has a very nice Audi convertible that they want to get rid of, <laughs> 33 Merchant Street, Princeton, New Jersey, 08540. <laughs> Mostly. But back to the point. In our world, we often feel like we have to keep performing, keep doing more and more. We have to work faster and do more, have our kids or our grandkids get into the very best college, all to make just that most perfect Christmas card. And I think we all know that simply isn't what Jesus desires for our lives. Jesus instead desires that we root ourselves in the deep and abiding goodness of our God, spending hours in silent prayer, immersing ourselves in God's expansive love, and then being the face of God's love to all whom we encounter. It's that simple and that challenging. And so we come here week after week, or at least month after month, no judgment. To be reminded of God's loving care, God's expansive welcome, and to recall the love affair that God is inviting us into. And then we are called to be that face of love to the most unexpected people, even in the moments of our lives when we just have to catch that train to Boston. That's where God shows up. To remind me that I'm just not that important. That mercy, passion, empathy, love, a self-sacrificial love where I love until it hurts and then keep loving, that's where we are called to be. And that's hard. So we come here because we need each other to lean on. In our reading from Genesis, we pick up the story of Joseph. Yes, the same Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, that guy. Sold into slavery out of jealousy by his older brothers, they are now coming to him because they're starving. They need help. Shocked to see the success that he has reached, they are rendered speechless. They have come face to face with their own sin. Joseph does not ignore it and say, that's okay, you sold me into slavery. You know, boys will be boys, I guess. No. He calls them out for their sinfulness. He holds them accountable and then invites them into a new mutuality. A kingship where God most readily dwells. No longer politician and hungry men. They are brothers, renewed, restored, reconciled. And perhaps one of my favorite lines in the Bible, Joseph tells them, when you meant for evil, God has 
meant for good. How good is that? How many of us have been hurt deeply, wounded beyond that which we thought we could handle, or perhaps we've done the wounding? God tells us not in some trite Hallmark card kind of way, although I love Hallmark cards. Again, you have my address. But God tells us not in some trite way, but never ignoring the deep pain of the situation, but instead God talks to us in a profound awareness, depth of the trauma we experience. God tells us, I'm not done with you yet. But someone meant for evil, I will turn into goodness. That's what Jesus is inching us towards in the Gospel of Luke today. This is not a Jesus who ignores the deep pain of human relationships, nor is it a Jesus who invites us to be a doormat. This is a Jesus who says, love people. Against all the odds, even when love seems like the silliest and most ridiculous idea, love, love, love. I buy a lunch for the homeless veteran at Penn Station. 
opportunity to invite all of us to deeper knowledge of God's love. It doesn't matter if we meet somewhere else. That was the moment given to me. Had I responded in love, I, I would have been reminded of my own hunger for God. He would have been reminded that God is love. He would see that this love shows up in loving kindness. Instead, I said, no, sorry. No, sorry. I guess I don't want God's love to show up today. So, beloved people of the Trinity Church, please learn from my mistakes. Be the living witness of God's love. Give freely, even when the Franciscan friar from New Jersey messes it up. Perhaps then, when we least expect it, grace will show up, inviting all people into communities of kinship such that God might recognize them. Please, show me up. Remind me how it's done. For hallelujah, Christ is risen. Pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. 
that there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake, that our words may find favor in your sight. We pray for Deborah, Betsy, George, Amy, Claire, John, Claire, Alice, Gwen and Jenny, Birch, Matthew, Steve, Arlie, Will, Don, Barbara, Jack, Edie, Kirsty, Ellen, Edith, Ewing. Are there others? Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, that they may be delivered from their distress. We pray for those who have died, especially Gerald Lauderdale, whose service was held here yesterday, and in his memory, God's flowers are given. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share your heavenly Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
um, contain lots of information about our elective programs. And I know that back at the welcome table, there's a little flyer about our body, mind, and spirit led uh, programs on Wednesdays. Please do pick that up. If you're visiting with us, uh, we're especially glad you're here. Please visit the welcome table and let the folks back there know um, that you're visiting and we will be sure to welcome you. Also here at Trinity Church, at God's table right here, there are no outcasts, no strangers, and no unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, so please do come and be fed. We'll have healing prayer over here during communion. Let us walk in love. As Christ loves us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
delight and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Because of the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your 
hearts by faith to thanksgiving.
eternal God, Heavenly Father. You have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food and the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us down to the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We are of one body, because we all share one bread, one cup. led the wise men by the shining of the star to find the Christ, the light from light, lead you also in your pilgrimage to find the Lord. May God who sent the Holy Spirit to rest upon the only begotten his baptism in the Jordan River, pour out that Spirit on you who have come through the waters of new birth. May God, by the power that turned water into wine at the wedding feast at Cana, transform your lives and make glad your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you this day and always. <laughs> <laughs>